0: In the olden days when treaties were made between native tribes their people were always confident that their leaders would be loyal to their agreements. When working out treaties between other native groups, symbols of agreements were often used, such as the burning of sweet grass or the passing around of a peace pipe. The smoke and the fragrance symbolized an agreed peace between the parties and the laying aside of past angers and differences in an attitude of working together. Another meaningful symbol was the giving of a blanket, which had unique decorative designs of their tribal identity woven in it. Oftentimes, the giving of their tribal blanket to another tribe or orphan group symbolized that the foreign party or tribe was now accepted or adopted and was now allowed to live and hunt and fish on the lands of the blanket giver. When events like this took place, history records that often a scout was sent ahead from the council treaty back to their people to communicate the good news. With the blanket of the neighboring tribe draped about his shoulders, the people knew the agreement must surely be true. There was great rejoicing amongst their people because they knew a better land was now theirs. Hello, I'm Audie Church and welcome to my camp. Today we find ourselves in Okanagan Indian Country up here in northern Washington. We're just a few miles from the Canadian border and today I have a very exciting study for you. I call it God's Scouts. Here along the great Columbia River, many treaty stories of our forefathers were carried out. As a result of these agreements, the peace and harmony between our people in this country became legendary. There's some tremendous spiritual lessons that we can learn from the treaties, like the one we just saw. And also, From the work of the tribal scouts. First, we are all orphans and outcasts who have been adopted and accepted into God's great tribal family. It works like this. You and I both know we are sinful and weak. The Book of Heaven says our whole head is sick. From our head to our feet there is no soundness in us. There is not one righteous man. No, not one. Because the payment of sin is death, we all have inherited eternal death. We are all condemned by our sinful natures. However, when we accept Jesus' gift of eternal life and freely open up our minds and our hearts to His leading, He covers us with His blanket or His robe of righteousness. So, when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sinfulness anymore, but he sees Jesus, our substitute, his perfect Son, standing in our place. The Book of Heaven says, He will clothe me with the garment of salvation. He will cover me with his robe of righteousness. You see, Jesus, our Savior, was the greatest scout who ever lived. He left the comforts and the protection of heaven to come as a man to this sinful earth just to help you and me. But the book of heaven says, he came unto his own and his own received him not. That didn't stop him. He still loved us so much that he kept on scouting and searching as a good shepherd would, looking for the lost sheep. His love for us was so strong To the point that he even gave his own life for you and me. Friend, even now Jesus is looking and scouting the earth for the lost. And how is he doing it? Through you and me. Why such mercy? Why such grace? Because he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. When you accept this gift, you can truly consider yourself a member of God's tribal family, here on earth and in heaven, with all its privileges. Being covered by God's blanket of righteousness means two things. First, we have the guarantee of eternal life. And secondly, We have the great power of the Holy Spirit to help us to live a happy, fulfilled life. These wonderful gifts are yours, just for the asking. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The second benefit of the treaty blanket is protection. When warned by the chief or the scout to whom it was given, the blanket served as a warning to others when traveling through hostile country. Should harm come to the travelers, the hostels knew they would encounter harsh retribution by the tribe who gave the blanket. So the blanket was a great protection against enemies they might encounter on their journeys. Just like the treaty blanket protected our ancestors, so the blanket of God's righteousness protects us from evil powers day by day and moment by moment. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. You see, hostile spiritual powers today know that we as Christians have chosen to accept the protection of a greater power should they try to harm us or enslave us. How do we do this? It's like a little girl once said, when the devil and his demons knock at my door, I send Jesus to answer it for me. They know that they aren't dealing with me anymore, but with the great powers of our Creator and Savior. When we resist the devil this way, we are promised that he will flee from us. But it isn't just salvation and protection that the Great Spirit offers us in His covering, but also guidance. Whenever any member of the adopting tribe saw their blanket carried by any of the orphan people, They all went out of their way to be sure that these new brothers and sisters had food, lodging, and the guidance and direction they needed to find their way. It's the same way with the Holy Spirit. He speaks to our hearts and to our minds, offering us help and guidance. God says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. Friends, He will help us understand how to deal with every situation. He may even show us how our past affects us today. It may be that you haven't had a good example in your past to learn how to treat a wife or a husband. Maybe your parents didn't provide you the best training at home. Maybe because they faced problems of drug or alcohol use, this has deeply affected you. And you know, I personally understand this. But the Great Spirit will help us through these things. He will tell us what to do and how to handle the struggles we presently go through. He will teach us how to react and how to treat our spouses, our children and other people. All family relations have their tough times. I've discovered that when things aren't going as well as they could in my home, if by quiet prayer I put matters in God's hands and keep it there, Answers and help will come. He has promised to make all things work together for good. I simply have to hold on to Him. And we know that all things will work together for good to them who love God and are called according to His purpose. The Book of Heaven tells us to wait on the Lord. You will become strong and your heart will gain courage. Yes, wait on the Lord. The Holy Spirit will not only calm us, but will help us to live wisely above the trials of this life and the shortcomings of other people. I promise you, my friend, if you'll just let Him, God will lead you. All you have to do is listen and be willing to do what He wants you to do and go where He wants you to go. It's like a good horse. When I turn him to the left, or when I turn to the right, he follows me. And the reason is because he's been taught to be led. It's the same way with you and God. He wishes to embrace you with his leading. He says, call to me and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. As God Scout, I've been sharing the good news about him today, and you know, you can be God's Scout, too. A friend of mine once told me about his life. He said that the only way he was able to get control over his anger was to cry out to the Great Spirit for help over and over again. He, too, became one of God's Scouts, sharing with others the good things that God had done for him and his family.
1: I <clears throat> grew up and um, in an environment with a lot of drugs and alcohol and violence um, and I when I found the Lord I was in the jail cell I was looking at 20 to 25 years in prison and um, but the um, the Lord um, he helped me in this tough situation, very difficult time in my life. It caused me, my home, my my children, mainly, literally ripped from you. That's the worst. And every mother who has experienced this knows the pain that you go through when you don't realize, you don't know what's happening to your kids, you don't have a clue where they're at. I lost three children to the DFS because of this charge, but I lived by my faith in there and trusted in the Lord that he would help me. The kids' dad and I, his name is Joe, we were were very abusive to each other. We were heavy alcoholics. We were into drugs and a lot of violence. There was a lot of violence between the two of us. We commit a lot of crimes. Um, there was a lot of car thieving and beatings and a lot of craziness that, that we had both experienced together. We had gotten to a physical fight and I just I was so intoxicated I don't quite remember what it was about I just remember um, seeing him going into the tool shed and that scared me I thought that he was going after a weapon so I went into my room and I grabbed the nine millimeter and I fired two rounds at my car that was approximately five feet away from him. And uh, they were trying to charge me with deliberate homicide. But I, I didn't, I wasn't shooting at him, I wasn't directing it at him. I directed it at the car, I shot the car hoping to scare him away, which, of course, it did. Lots of physical abuse between him and I. The moment that I accepted the Lord into my heart and let him take over my life was the very first time that I've ever experienced a real love, a true love that I have never felt from anybody. You, you You can't get that anywhere. You just can't. When we would pray, we would, we would ask for things that people would think were impossible. Um, for one, was getting these charges dropped, and and being able to get my children back. I went to court one day, and my lawyer um, got the the bail reduction hearing, and my bail went from a hundred thousand to a thousand dollars and I was immediately bailed out that day unexpectedly I didn't think that anybody was gonna come and get me out of there but I I walked out of that jail cell I never thought that I was gonna see my kids again and I went to court for my kids and I did everything that the court had asked me to do and we prayed before I went into the courtroom once again and uh, asked that the Lord, if, if, my, if he could bring my children home to me. And when I went into that courtroom, the judge immediately um, ordered for the, the Department of Social and Health Services to return my children to me as soon as possible. And I was giving my kids back. The best deal that the prosecuting attorney could give me was actually five years DOC and with the charge like mine, an assault with a weapon charge like mine, um, I was going to sit five years in prison. That was the best deal that he could give me, but the Lord had a better deal. And he, my lawyer says um, that the prosecuting attorney agreed to have all charges dropped without prejudice. Yeah, and so now here I am. (laughs) There really is hope out there. They can find hope and happiness and peace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And they too can have their lives changed, totally turned around, all they have to do is let him, open up and let him.
0: The covering presence of the Great Spirit will totally turn your life around for good if you will just allow him to do it. This is what it means to continually wear the blanket of the Treaty of Peace that God offers to us today. There's another lesson that we can learn from the work of the tribal scout. His service was considered a great honor. He was a spokesman for the chief. Not only was it his privilege to bring messages of good news to his people, but also it was his duty to carry out the very words of his chief. Because of the faithfulness of the scout, the authority of his words was accepted by the people as that of the chiefs. He was his spokesman. His warnings were respected and his counsel was cherished. Friends, God is asking you and me to be His spokesman to our people. This is a great honor. He's looking to you and to me to communicate the wonderful news of the Great Treaty of Peace, signed by His own Son's blood, and offered to all who will just accept it as a free gift. The Book of Heaven tells us the story about some scouts were brave, and about those who were not. And the Lord told Moses, saying, Send out men that they may search the land of every tribe of their fathers. But some of the scouts returned home afraid of what they had found. Listen to this. The land is full of warriors, and the people are powerfully built. They were descendants of giants. They will crush us. Yet there were two brave scouts named Joshua and Caleb, who said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to conquer it. Dear friend, there is nothing to be afraid of, for if God is with us, who can be against us? He has given us a great commission. You are to go into all the world and to preach the good news to every tribe, tongue, and people. This sounds like a real native text, doesn't it? You may feel inadequate to be God's scout, but don't worry. With every great calling He gives us, He gives us the power to do it. But as many as received Him, to them He gave power to become the sons of God. My dear people, our trail of life on this earth covers only a short walk we have no guarantee what tomorrow will bring. Jesus' second coming is very close. He's right at the door. I'm just wondering, have you shared lately the good news that you know of His saving grace with somebody that you're close to? The fact is, God could have His angels do this, or He could even have the rocks cry out and give the message to our people but he has chosen for you and me to have this honor. Like the story of Polly Cooper that we had on a previous program and thousands of others like her, they have discovered that unselfish service to others is where they found the true essence of happiness. So why not accept his invitation to be his messenger, his ambassador of good news, Why not be one of God's scouts? Today, many look for their greatest thrills in life in sports or other daring feats, such as what takes place right here in the heart of Okanagan country. It's the most awesome and daring feat. They call it the OMAC Suicide Stampede Race. And as thrilling as it is to those who participate and to those who watch, nothing compares to the excitement God has in store for those who are His scouts. Seek first the Kingdom of God, and His righteousness and all your needs shall be added unto you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. We all have a story to tell of God's leading and the hope we have that we didn't have before. We are to share what we have experienced from the Lord's leading, as little or great as it may be. We will be greatly blessed when we do. God's promised this. There's nothing in this world that thrills me more than to see a soul that has been enslaved by sin be set free. The Book of Heaven says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. To be a lighthouse in these storms of life, to show the way of happiness, of peace, of eternal life, God has called us to do this. What will your answer be? The book of heaven says, we are to be like the salt of the earth that brings flavor to all who are depressed, who are worried, and haven't yet tasted the word of the living God, the bread of life. The fact is, countless thousands are desperately looking for hope today. The Book of Heaven says this, Many are crying out, No man cares for the need of my soul. Let the righteous surround me. Let me hear of thy steadfast love. Teach me to do thy will. For thy name's sake, O Lord, preserve my life you and I are to help all those in our circle of influence to know the great healer of hearts and his wonderful plan for their lives. As God's Scout my most important prayer should be take me O Lord as wholly yours I lay all my plans at your feet. Lead me today in your service abide with me and let all my work be done through you. Sometimes when I'm down I imagine what it's going to be like when we're in heaven. Looking at all the glorious things about us. Knowing we'll never die. No heartache, no sickness. Having time to pursue everything we've always wanted to do. Being in perfect safety and peace. Won't that be wonderful? We will then think, why didn't I tell family and friends about the end of time? Why didn't I tell them what they could look forward to? and be a part of. Friends, let's not wait until tomorrow to share the good news. Let's not regret something, that we should have been more of a faithful scout. Let it not be said of us that we were the frozen chosen. Let's not keep these blessings to ourselves and hide them. There's so many out there starving for God's love. Let's go now and tell our people. What do you say? More than anything else in the world, I want to be a faithful scout for God. Don't you? You don't have to be perfect to do this. The covering of Christ's righteousness will take care of that. He'll give you the power. He'll give you the words. Just invite him to cover you with his blanket. He's calling you. Won't you join me and be his scout? And so until the next time, Let only the good spirit guide you.